it was a big impact. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't really have any desire to coach. I wanted to play. That was the top of my line. I wanted to be in there. I wanted to be playing. I wanted to be a part of it. Um, but my first year, when you start coaching these kids and kind of basically giving them lessons here and there and just little things, you know, nothing crazy. Our scouts did a great job of just identifying the players and signing them. And so as a coach, all you're trying to do is just help that player reach their ceiling, yeah. you know? So you're trying to figure out, like, where do you guys see this guy if he's in the big leagues? Oh, we see him as an everyday center fielder. Oh, we see him as a DH. We see him, whatever it is. We're just trying to maximize, you know, the skill set that that player had that our scouts saw. Um, but I, I loved it, man. The players would go out that you've worked with, and all of a sudden they have success in a game. And then I would get happy, like, man, that's awesome, you know? So you're happy for him. So then I was like, man, this is – I like having an impact on people. I like helping them out, you know? And so kind of – you know, roundabout way in insurance, you're doing the same thing. I mean, it's not, I'm not doing it because, you know, hey, I sold you an auto policy. <laughs> but hey, we had a conversation and stuff comes up, man, that you never think about, you know, things, goals and dreams about the future and like worries, like, hey, what are you worried about? You know, and, you know, um, I'm, I'm really big on that, you know, building something and having an impact and doing what you can do, you know, to make a difference, make a difference. Hey everyone, welcome to the Key Seekers Podcast. I'm your host, Ramnik. I'm your co-host, Chad. We want to welcome you to the podcast. We are really excited about this project. Key Seekers International Group is a boutique real estate group brokered by HomeSmart, tailored and dedicated to service. And one thing we wanted to do is create a platform dedicated to highlighting and showcasing the integrity, inspiration, and potential of the people and businesses within our communities. Not only that, we also wanted to curate personal conversations and establish meaningful relationships that could add value to anyone listening that's seeking growth in their own pursuits to help accomplish their own goals. So welcome. And thanks for listening. So, Justin, I mean, you know, we've been chatting a little just starting up. I can already feel the energy like that you bring to just getting things done as well as just your profession in general. And that's kind of what Chad saw in you when he mentioned your name. He's like, hey, it would be cool to have Justin on here. You know, I just he just stuck out to me in a networking event and um, just the way he approaches people. It just he has the energy and stuff. So it was really cool to say, like, yeah, let's get let's get Justin in here yeah. and learn about what he's doing, um, about your um, State Farm office and everything else. Uh, do you want to start talking about a little bit about yeah, no, when mean, you started and yeah, everything? Bring it, bring it on, Justin. Yeah. What you got? <laughs> so kind of a roundabout way, but yeah, starting uh, a business, a uh, small business with my own State Farm agency. Uh, we opened up June 1st out in North Peoria. Um, it's been great. Um, it wasn't necessarily a thing that I had, you know, at the top of my list coming out of high school, coming out of college. You didn't? Uh, no, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, it was all about sports for me. Um, school was always a priority, so I tried to do that, do well in that. And, um, you know, but I was really focused on sports. I love being on teams. I've been on teams my entire life, you know, ever since I was little, playing on Little League and basketball and football and all that kind of stuff. Um, just love the whole atmosphere, you know, love the competition. Um, fortunate enough to be around some really good players, some really good coaches, some mentors. Um, but my parents were also really, you know, supportive and let me kind of do my own thing um, and kind of I mean, help me out th through that kind of stuff. But I mean, so playing in college, playing pro ball, managing in pro ball, coaching in pro ball, um, getting into the insurance was kind of a a thing that happened by a stance of, you know, I hated being gone. I have two kids at home, um, three kids, but two of them are at home. 
um, still, and I hated being gone on the other side of the country. So, hey, spring training's over. Okay, I'll see you guys later. I'm going to, you know, Kentucky or I'm going to Delaware. I'll be back in September. Yeah, right. And if we're good, like our team should be, <laughs> right. it'll be more like October. Right. I mean, so that's a lot of stress, and I, I hated missing games and, you know, school and all the stuff that you miss on a day-to-day basis. Uh, it kind of wore me for a while. So it was one of those things that, you know, kind of a couple years in the making, um, was fortunate enough to be able to get my MBA degree through University of Phoenix online while I was coaching. So we hop on a bus after the game and we're driving eight hours to the next oh, city. Wow. I yeah. got my laptop and I'm, you know, studying. Do- doing and classes and <laughs> stuff. Doing papers. Yeah. And yeah, that's dedication for you right <laughs> that there. That kind of thing. So I had to get up the card games in the back of the bus and the movies, you know, that you've seen 80 times. Oh, yeah. kind of put headphones on and, and do that. Um, I'll say, that's got to be quite the heavy distraction <laughs> on, a, on a team bus driving around yeah, trying yeah. to get your And so when it finally came down to it, kind of looking at some different opportunities. And, you know, to be honest, State Farm wasn't even really on my radar. Um, kind of looking some different financial, um, you know, companies and stuff like that. And uh, happened to get a phone call from a recruiter. You know, hey, this is um, – her name is Sandra Gonzalez, and she is, you know, top-notch. She is awesome. She's honest. There was no um, no strings attached, but hey, this is the opportunity we got. Why are you calling me? And she goes, well, you know, looking at your resume and, you know, what stands out to us is the whole team thing. You've led teams. You've been on teams. Sure. You've been on big teams. You've helped build teams. You've helped um, do that kind of stuff. So just wondering if, if you're interested. And I'm like, heck, yeah, I'm interested. So you're telling me now it's, it's I still get a team. I get to hire my own team. Right. You know, we get to run the stuff the way we want to run it the day to day. And so I was fired up. I was like, "Hey, this is this sounds like this sounds like a great opportunity." So I went down there, no insurance insurance experience. I mean, I bought <laughs> right, insurance right, myself, yeah. right? Yeah, right. As far as like selling it, and as far as you know, um, the whole industry and how things work, I you know, no clue. Right. Right. <laughs> no, right yeah. um, so, but the thing that stuck out, you know, hands down, without a doubt, with State Farm was just the support network. I mean, you walk in there to the big buildings in Tempe and it's everyone is nice and they're all trying to help and the, the you know it's a, it's a massive sure. company I mean Fortune 36 yeah I mean they are bit they are big time there's over 100 different products it's not like a, a pushing thing it's just it's a great support network mm-hmm. and you know um, you think about the Patriots right the Patriots are a great football team you know they've won whatever in the past 10 Too many. years yeah right six or seven titles yeah um, now you look at hey this company's been number one in the entire United States since 1942 Right. Yeah, that says a lot. So you're going, yeah. okay, they're doing something right. Right. I mean, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not easy by any, but to, to get up there, to get to the top and stay at the top, uh, it's just a credit to them and how they, you know, how their business model set up. Um, you know, if I have any questions whatsoever, I've probably been wearing out the helpline, to be honest, in the last. <laughs> hey, man, you got to learn. You got to learn. Yeah, you gotta, we, do, yeah. we do the same thing. We do the same thing. Yeah, we yeah. call our brokers whenever yeah. we have questions. Yeah, and they're, and they're great. You know, they'll help you out. They'll walk you through it. The other agents, they have been awesome as well. So I've used them as a sounding board. Like, hey, what did you do good in the beginning when you were starting off? What mm. do, do you wish you would have done better? Mm. You know, so I've been asking a lot of questions to sure. some of these people, and I feel bad. So I'm, like, sending them little gift cards and stuff and, you know, trying to thank them. But, yeah, it's been, it's been great, man. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge, obviously, but I love that. I love the fact that it's not easy because anything yeah. worth doing and we're doing right, it's yeah. not going to be easy. It's going to be – a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings, a mm. lot of like, oh, man, I got to go on Saturday, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, it's a, it's a good challenge. It's it's welcome, but I think it's going to pay off in the long run. But for me, it fits me because I love talking to people. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Love building teams, like I said earlier, you know, and the fact that, you know, we can just sit down and have a conversation and, hey, maybe we don't have anything that can help you at this time, but um, chances are we got something somewhere right. that can help you. But I think people appreciate that. Well, you know, that's one thing that you hear about a lot. Um Everyone creates a sports analogy when you're in business all the time. So now you coming from a sports background, do you really feel 
and I feel like this is more of a genuine take. Like, do you feel there are principles that work in both arenas in the same way? Yeah, I do. I think there's a lot of similarities. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not necessarily as, um, put it this way, when I hear a lot of people that come and talk and they say, hey, you know, for this business, we're going to do this and we're going to make it like a sports team. It's, it yeah, it sounds sure. really generic. Right. You know, it's right. Like, we're not going to have team meetings and I'm not going to be, you know, slapping you yeah. on the back and we're not going to be, let's go. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to be that. It's yeah. going to be more like, <laughs> hey, we have a team goal, right, right that we're all trying to accomplish. Mm, so we right. have, you know, we have whiteboards just like you guys got here. Yep. And they have our team goals yep. for the week, for right. the month. And so we kind of define winning on what that is, you know. Yeah. So yeah. being a new market, which that means, you know, I didn't start off with a book. So I'm just trying to grow my customer base. Sure. And we want to grow it the right way. So we want to be upfront. We want to be honest. We want to have a relationship up front. Um, but a lot of that stuff is just, you know, given each team member on my teams, we've got four team members. We've got two full-time and two part-time right now. Nice. Um, they're all experienced. You know, they all have lots of experience. You <laughs> I'm know? sure that was your um, biggest thing with picking yeah. out your teammates. <clears throat> yeah, they're experienced. You know, just for me, not knowing, you know, um, I mean, obviously I know a lot more now, but not knowing the ins and outs, the day-to-day, the processes. Like, hey, what's a good thing? I mean, in baseball, you walk in, you know, hey, this is the time the bus is. Oh, yeah. This is what time we stretch. This is what time you lift. This is what time you have a snack. Right. I mean, it's all scripted. Yeah. Now, for me, trying to figure out that for the insurance industry, yeah. that was one of the challenges. Cre- that was new, creating that I was new, new thing. Yeah. 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 You know, so I think we're on, this, on the same page now where we're – we're doing the things that need to be done on a daily basis. We're, you know, we're, we're having enough conversations. We're, um, we're doing things to market and kind of brand our agency and stuff. And we're starting to get some results now, but it's going to be a daily, you know, grind. So um, when did you open your doors? We opened up June 1st. Well, that was uh, June my 1st. technical date. Right. Open was June 1st. We didn't actually get in there until July 2nd or 3rd. Sure. Um, Remodeling, like you were saying yeah. earlier. Built it from yeah. scratch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Problems. Yeah, just a little office suite. You know, it's yeah. a concrete floor and it's okay. Uh, what do you want this to look like? And exactly. so I went a little bit different. It's not, you know, cubicles and it's not a call center feel. That would have driven me crazy. But it's an open, it's it's more modern, it's clean, the desks. So I want people to be able to talk to each other. I want enough privacy, obviously, if there's customers that come in, we don't want, you know, eavesdropping and that kind of stuff. But we do. I do want enough freedom to be able to talk to people and have them listen and learn from each other. So it's been a really good um, experience so far. Um, obviously looking to grow, you know, and yeah. hopefully if this thing goes the right way, then eventually we'll move an office space into a bigger spot or, you know, take mm. over the one next door. But um, yeah. Is there anything that so you, that you know right now that you wish you would have known right at the beginning <laughs> yeah. that really stands out? Um, nothing that's really jumped out. Um, it's not easy by any means. Mm. Um, I mean, the hardest part for me was setting goals in the beginning. Sure. Because coming into it, I don't know what's realistic and what's, what's too easy. So trying to find that happy medium where, Hey, I want these goals to be challenging. And I always, you know, talk to my team a lot and I say, Hey, I know these goals are challenging. It's not going to be something we're going to roll out of bed and, and achieve, right? Like we're going to have to work. We're going to have to, to get there, but the goals are challenging in case we fall just a bit short, we're still doing good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to set them so low that, Hey, great job. You did it again. And then right. now you're saying, well, I think we can do better. I'd rather just challenge him. Yeah. This is what I want you guys to do. This is, and I'm a part of it too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a responsibility of all of us. And if we do achieve this goal, now there's going to be a big reward. So um, you kind of dangle the carrot, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, look into us. We're just trying to, you know, do a little bit better this month than we did last month. And right. then this week we want to do better than we did last week, that kind of thing. So it's, yeah. a, it's a growth mindset, you know, but uh, it's fun. It's the people that are in there, the great personalities. They all have something to offer. They all got <laughs> great stories, great backgrounds. Um, so it, it's, it's, been, it's been great. Sure. I mean, that, that, that's what strikes me, like, when you think insurance, 
agent and there's stereotypical things mm-hmm. with real estate agents and everything else, sure. right? Like you don't come across as like a salesy insurance agent. And that's like what people think, oh, you yeah. know, in the back of their mind. Oh, yeah. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I'm an insurance agent. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, you're going to be calling me. I, I know, right? right. You know, but like, I know I, who's going to be hounding me for business. Right. And yeah, we yeah. get the same thing as, you know, if you ever mention like, oh, I'm in real estate or I'm a real estate agent or something, then you're like, it's another like, oh, no. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I'm going to be hearing about, do you need to buy? Do you need to sell? All this stuff. And I just feel like at least the, the, what I get from your energy is like, you just want to create that conversation. You Mm want to be a part of the community. You want to just, you know, see what people are needing and wanting and see if it can fit. And if it doesn't, it's okay. You know, you're exactly right. I mean, um, we do a lot of community events. We've been to a number of different places. We've hosted our own events. We've had an office Christmas party where it's an open house and we're inviting our customers to come in. It's not to sell them. It's just a to have a, you know, have a relationship. I mean, I think a lot of times nowadays, especially with technology, I mean, and it's great. I mean, we have a mobile app and we have, you know, online capabilities, but I think a lot of people, Hey, I just want this done and I want it done in two minutes and and I don't care. Whereas our, um, our idea is a little bit outside the box, right? We're trying to do things a little bit differently. Uh, we want to have a conversation. We want to get to know our customers. We want them to, and I use the line all the time. Hey, you know, exactly where my office is. Yeah. (laughs) If something happens and you got a question, you can walk in and ask us, if you're mad, you can come in and scream at me. I mean, you know where I'm at. I mean, yeah. that's part of it is I'm available. I'm here. Um, you know, my whole team, they're all fully licensed. They're more than capable too. So it's, it's real clear off the get-go that, hey, if you need us, call us. Yeah. Walk in, show up, come by and have a cup of coffee. Right. Just check in. I mean, we love it. You know, there's um, some people in Sun City that come by and they're like, hey, what's going on? Hey, yeah. what yeah. do you need? He goes, nothing. Nothing. Just, just, just say hi. And we love it. So. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about, uh, yeah. you know, insurance agents is that they're not available. Yeah. And that they have to go through a machine to get to, to you. To get to you. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's nice that you have those open doors and you're welcoming people in to just come in and have conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll even go back and we'll call just to check in, you know, a month later, two months later, three months. I mean, we're just, we're regularly calling. We're trying to set appointments at least once a year just to bring in and, hey, we're just, let's just review your policies. Let's, let's talk about what's going on in your life. Did you get married? Did you have a kid? Did you? Did your kids go to school? Are they getting ready to go to college? Are they getting ready? To, there's so many different life events that can, you know, trigger, you know, a, a different need for insurance purposes. Um, but if we don't know that, then it's hard for us to, you know, help as much as we can. So a lot of it is just asking the right questions and then paying attention to detail and listening, you know. Um, and just I think people appreciate, you know, the, the one-on-one attention uh, the fact that they know that, you know, if there is questions I and mean, we've had a number of people that, Hey, what are your current, you know, limits on your auto policy? And they're like, I don't <laughs> sure. know. Right. And we're like, what do you mean you don't know? Right. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole range of what you can choose from, oh, right. yeah. but they've never had, you know, someone, you know, sit down with them and kind of review and explain what those numbers and, mean. And people, honestly, I mean, my, I would guess people don't really think about it. No, they no. don't, they don't talk about the specifics of their policy. They're like, are, am I covered? Yes, I'm covered. Um, if I get pulled over, can I show an insurance card? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. outside of that, yeah. for a typical person, I mean, how much coverage do I have? How little? All those things, you know, those aren't. And like as soon as someone starts thinking of that, I mean, it can be daunting, you yeah. know, like oh, I don't want to deal with it or mm-hmm. whatever. So having someone to explain it in a way that like makes sense to them in their own life, like in their own context, that's really important and we just run through situations Mm, you know i mean obviously there is a state minimum amount that you're required to carry and there is you know big time limits you can have you know real strong limits and it's 
Uh, there's a number of factors that work into it. I mean, obviously, it's uh, your personal preference and your you know your coverage, the value of the car, all these type of things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the big thing that we're trying to do, I mean, especially me as the agent, is I'm just trying to protect our clients from financial devastation. So yeah. that means, hey, you're going to be driving around with uh, the state minimums, you know, right now, right? Pretty less, fifteen thousand, thirty thousand for bodily injury, and then ten thousand wow, for property damage. That's I mean, it. That's, yeah. That's the state minimum. Like state right minimum now. requirement. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. And that's bumping up in July with that new bill that passed 1087. Yeah. So it's going to go to 2550. But still, if you're driving down the freeway and let's say, you know, you get distracted for one second and you smash into a, you know, $70,000 Tesla. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, your insurance is only going to cover 10 grand. So that other 60, I mean, you're still liable for it. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, we don't want their wages getting garnished and, you know, all because they just didn't know what they had. So we'll have the conversation like, hey, we really recommend higher limits you know, right. just to protect you i mean i i don't know maybe you maybe you'll get lucky and you'll hit uh, a beater and it'll be you know a couple be, thousand dollars and you'll be fine but right. chances are now with the cars and the technology on these oh, things yeah. now yeah. it's yeah. going to be a little bit more than that so we'll just have the conversation and right. if they choose to do what they want to do that's fine we're, we're okay with it we're, we got your back and you know we're still going to treat you the same way as we treat everybody else but we want you to be aware that hey this might be a concern down the road sure. right so like what got you into this profession coming out of sports outside of that call like there had to have been something that kind of your curiosity like went off and you're like i want to i want to see this through you yeah know? well i got my degree from uh university of southern california um, in economics so i've always been good with numbers oh, okay. um that's always been this thing i was always good in math um, that helps, that helps a lot as like a, yeah. a baseball manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your batting average against lefties? Yeah, like, that's that's very uh, important. I'm that thinking, people don't realize. <laughs> I'm thinking Moneyball. You yeah, know? Exactly. yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, numbers have been you know, um, you know, kind of part of you know what I was always decent at. You know, I wouldn't say good at, I'd say decent at, but right, comfortable <laughs> you, with. Not a you can say good. Me. It's fine. No one's fine. No one you're the, you're the only one on the podcast right yeah. now. You can say it. I was just. You know, being uh, wait, are we in a are we in a wealth management <laughs> office? Right yeah. Now? yeah, we are really. Yeah. yeah, I'm on an interview right now. No. Yeah, um, but that was kind of one of the things. But I like the fact I wanted something where I could, you know, had the freedom to go catch my kids' game if I needed to, and I could pop out early. And, right, you know, so. I love the fact that, you know, it's a small business set up and I'm the small business owner. Yeah. Um, that was a big draw to me as opposed to, you know, starting over where I'm at in my life mm -hmm. as, you know, a t as opposed to like a 22 year old that's yeah. got limited responsibilities besides, you know, just, just making money. Yeah. You know, I don't right. want to be, you know, um, somewhere gone from 6 a.m. till 9 o'clock at night. I wanted to be able to have some time with the family and stuff. And So family is super important. Yeah, it yeah, is. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. You know, and I, when I was growing up, I mean, I was lucky enough. My parents were at my games, and there mm -hmm. was support there, and I always felt like, you know, it was good. It was You had someone to play for every single day. You yeah. know, some of these kids that, you know, they didn't have anybody show up. And if they made five errors, it wasn't like, hey, what are you doing? It was more like, how was the game? It was good. Boom, that was it. Yeah. They weren't yeah. really involved with their – I think there's a lot of lessons that can go in, in games. Obviously, yeah. it's, oh, it's a baseball game. Well, yeah, there's a lot that goes in there. Maybe you struck out with the bases loaded and the crowd was on their feet and you let everybody down and you mm -hmm. feel terrible. And if yeah. you don't have anyone there to kind of, you know, slap you on the back and be like, hey, you're all right, get it next time. I mean, yeah. that could fester and it could, you know, eventually it make builds. you not even want to play sports. Yeah. Because you, know, you're not, you don't know how to deal with it. So I think just for me, I was lucky to have – you know, my parents there and they weren't always like, Hey, great game. It was almost like, are you okay? Can I talk to you now? Yeah. I just saw you had the worst game I've ever seen. <laughs> so, so they're involved in how, they're involved how in you it. did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And obviously, you know, being younger and staying at home, they were always at the games. And then when I went to school, they were, you know, they'd miss some here and there, but they were mm -hmm. still drive to LA from the Bay area on the weekend and check out a couple of games and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. So, um, that was a good thing that I always sure. appreciated. So I kind of want to 
um, be able to be there for my kids too. How old are you? How old are your kids? Seven and nine are the two boys, and then uh, my daughter's twenty-one. She's uh, doing nursing over at ASU. Oh, nice! That's pretty uh, awesome. She's dominating. Getting great grades. That's awesome. Um, Getting ready to get going on with that career. Nursing's tough. It is. It's really competitive. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, very underappreciated profession too. I know know. very much. Yeah. And she always got great grades in high school. You know, and all through, but. seems like you get to college and it's, you know, that competition factor kicks yeah, in. Like, yep. hey, if you don't have, you know, mm-hmm. X GPA, you're out of the school. And right. now she's kind of kicked into another gear. And now her grades are better in college than they were in, in, in wow. high school. Yeah. They were good. Oh, yeah. They were really good in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so it just shows, you know, people feed off competition and they're trying to, you know, succeed and um, stuff like that happens. And you put your priorities in line and you say, okay, maybe I'll stay in and, and get this done as opposed to messing around for a couple hours or something, you know, so yeah, been impressed. Uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's awesome. And so. and the kids, what do they play? Oh, they play everything. Everything. <laughs> so, right. That's yeah. a good way to do they, it. They gotta yeah. have a favorite though, right? No, not yet. Uh, yeah, I think it depends on what's in season. Oh, really? You know? Okay, okay. Um, so my, I coach them in baseball. Okay. And so what? It, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I didn't try to. I didn't start off doing it, and then eventually, you know. I think my wife got tired of me hearing stuff in the yeah. stands. She's like, go coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're back to, you know, the, the lower levels coaching, but it's fun, you know, teaching them just the fundamentals, man. It's just yeah. making sure they're having fun. I mean, sure. we're doing water balloon tosses at practice and, yeah. you know, random stuff, games That's that fun. they yeah. like. So they, you know, they're did, drawn to Did you to implement it. those practices in the pros? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a couple of times I wanted to, yeah. you know, uh, but we did <laughs> stuff in the pro ball, but, you know, pro ball is more obviously a job, but, you still got to keep it loose. You still got to keep it fun. You got to keep it where they want to show up to the clubhouse. Um, I've been on teams before where it's like, you know, it's 140 games in the minor leagues in 150 days. There's only 10 days off. So you're going to the yard every single day. I mean, th- that's the crazy thing you don't think about because when you're playing sports growing up and just having fun with friends, I mean, there is a competitive element that gets you mm-hmm. like in it, but you don't think of it in any way as your job. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, and then going into like a pro setting and whatnot, like what dominates your mindset more? Like, this is my job. I got to keep it going. Or is it like, or do you try to stay like focused in the, the competitive nature and, like that, and the team come yeah. up? Like that loose, fun, competitive yeah, yeah, nature. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it's different for each individual player, especially in pro ball now that it's a worldwide sport. So yeah. as a coach, I mean, we had kids from all over the all over the United States, and then we had Venezuela, we had Dominican, right. we had Puerto Rico. I mean, we right. had Brazil. I mean, it's all types you know, of talent. Oh yeah, ridiculous talents, yeah. and each you know motivating factor for those kids, it's different. I mean, some of those kids, I mean, they they're leaving the Dominican or they're leaving and they're coming to the United States all by themselves. That in itself is like yeah yeah, and then they're jump. taking their paycheck and they're sending ninety percent of it home, and they're you know sharing rooms with their buddies, but they're so they're they might be have a little different motivation than yep. the guy that oh yeah I was good in college and I'm just gonna do this for a year or two just to say I played pro ball yeah. right there's also some of those and then there's some kids that just are just baseball players right. I mean you hear the term like baseball rat the whole time right. they love the game yeah they love the competition they love their teammates and those are the ones that you know the, the names that jump to mind you know just from coaching in the past it's it's Salvador Perez it's Eric Hosmer it's Mike mm. Moustakis it's oh, yeah. Greg Holland mm. and Danny Duffy I mean those kids right there and there's a number of them Gerard Dyson's the one that's still playing I mean there's a lot of them oh yeah, yeah. but those are the ones when you look back I mean you don't know I mean you knew they're good players yeah. but you're not when they're in single a and they're 18 you're not hey this is yeah a, this is that gold yeah. glove yeah. or 10 year you mean you see the things um and then now you watch them develop and you say hey I saw those same qualities 
back in single A when there right. was 15 people in the stands as opposed to sure. 50,000 in the World Series, you know. So. so just another step back, what got you into the, the coaching gig in the first place? Because obviously you, <laughs> you played for the Royals yeah. and their minors, but what switched into the coaching aspect? Yeah, when you, when you can't play anymore, they ask you to coach. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just but, kidding. But, um, but so, you, um, it's not just that, but it's noticing the talent that you're there and yeah. able to coach. So yeah. what do you think helped you jump into that field in the first place? Just being able to spot that kind well, of thing? Yeah, I mean, obviously... I, Coming straight off of playing, I had a big surgery on my right shoulder, um, kind of blew out the everything, you know, shoulder, labrum, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, so that yeah. was no fun. Um, so I had to mo actually move to Arizona. They mm -hmm. wanted me to stay in a hotel for like nine months to basically learn how to throw a ball again. Like so I think I was there. Everything else. Yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah rehab. Yeah. It was, they did the surgery in L.A. And then, hey, we want you down in Arizona. You're going to work with our people, you know, all year round. Um, so kind of sitting in a hotel for about two weeks, I was like, I can't oh, do this man. for nine months. I'm yeah. going to go crazy. So right. me and my brother actually, you know, started looking at houses just out of the blue, you know, just to see, because coming oh, yeah. from the Bay Area. Yeah. We're, it's different. You know, it's, yeah, it's a lot different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we were kind of shocked. I'm like, wait a minute, we can buy a house. Yeah. For, you know, we were shocked with the whole price. It was oh, first yeah. time home buyer type deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we actually moved out here. You know, it was great. Um, you know, ended up renting out the house during the seasons and stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, but um, so we kind of got into Arizona that way. Um, but as far as coaching, it was, hey, you know, you know, you're getting up there. It was about 28, I think, 29 at the time. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a young game, man. If you don't, if you're not healthy, there's, I mean, it's competitive and there's people ready to take your spot. Yeah. Um, you miss a time, you miss a year, you miss time. It's tough to get back to right where you were, yeah. you know? And so, um, it's one of those things at the end of the day, they say, Hey, we know you got a lot of stuff to offer these young kids. Would you mind working with these kids in the morning? Right. Kind of like a coach. And then after they're done, now you start going, getting your rehab hitting. And there was like three or four of us that were doing it. Um, older guys that we were helping out the young yeah. kids in the morning right. you know right. uh, and it's funny because the coach that's been coaching for 70 years he could tell one player the same exact thing that we tell them but since we're like five years older than them they're gonna listen <laughs> and yeah, do it right yeah. Away. it's so crazy how that works it was a big yeah. impact yeah and, you know to be honest i didn't really have any desire to coach i wanted to play that was the top of my line i wanted to be in there i wanted to be playing i wanted to be a part of it um but my first year, when you start coaching these kids and kind of basically giving them lessons here and there, just uh -huh. little things, you know, nothing crazy. Our scouts did a great job of just identifying the players and signing them. Right. And so as a coach, all you're trying to do is just help that player reach their ceiling. Yeah. You know? right. So you're trying to figure out, like, where do you guys see this guy if he's in the big leagues? Oh, we see him as an everyday center fielder. Oh, we see him as a DH. We see him – whatever it is. We're just trying to maximize, you know, the skill set that that player had that our scouts saw. Um, but I, I loved it, man. The players would go out that you've worked with, and all of a sudden they have success in a game. And then I would get happy, like, man, that's awesome, you know? Yeah. So you're happy for him. Oh, so yeah. then I was like, man, this is – I like having an impact on people. I like helping them out. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so kind of, you know, roundabout way in insurance, you're doing the same thing. Mm, I mean, it's right. not – I'm not doing it because, you know, hey, I sold you an auto policy. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. But, hey, we had a conversation. And stuff comes up, man, that you never think about, you know, things, goals and dreams about the future and like worries like, hey, what are you worried about? You know, Yeah, and, and with like handpicking your staff yeah. too that you work with. Mm -hmm. So they're like a family to you exactly. that you're constantly coaching and teaching yep. and you get to see them be successful. And yep. You get to be a part of that and really watch them grow as well. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that, that's all, you know, um, I'm, I'm really big on that, you know, building something and having an impact and doing what you can do, you know, to make a difference. And um, I mean, you're in insurance, but like just the vibe you give me is like insurance, real estate, wealth management, they all have a common thread and that's like almost like an advisor role mm -hmm. or like a mentor sure. type role. Yeah. And I think that's what gravitates you towards one of these things. I feel like you would be successful in any of them because it's just that 
I'm here as an advisor. What do you need? Like, we'll yeah. get it done. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, like, how do we get you there? Yeah, it's, that, exactly. it's that coaching teaching role that, yeah. that, you know, sits really well in these types of uh, right. businesses and aspects. And, in, and yeah. in real estate for us, I'm sure you get the same thing. Yeah, we're realtors and brokers, but we get so much more information sure. about a person's life than just, oh, I want to buy this house. Yeah, okay. exactly. And I'm sure you yep. do with uh, policies, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it starts out like, Hey, I need this policy or whatever, but you learn so much about what's going on in a person's life. Yeah, and absolutely. Whatnot, I mean, know? there's a lot of different aspects to it. And the only way to, you know, kind of make sure you're you know, covering all the bases is to have a conversation mm-hmm. and to figure out, Hey, yeah. what's important to you and yeah. uh, what are your dreams for the future? And, yeah. and if there's any way we can help, we will, you yeah. know, we'll do everything we can. Right. Um, and then there's also times where we say, Hey, you know, at this time, you know, I mean, we'd love to have you, but Maybe it's not the right time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but yeah. The, I think people appreciate that too because you're upfront and you're honest. You're not just all of a sudden I'm not going to return this guy's calls, you know, yeah. and then, you know, you're yeah. taking the time and sometimes you got to have tough conversations. I mean, the same thing in baseball, you know, they're unfortunately, you know, it's, it's a business yeah. at the end of the day. And there are times where they call and I get a message, hey, when this game's over, you got to tell XYZ that he's, uh, that he's getting his release. He's no longer a professional baseball player. You know, and that's those are tough conversations. But I think um, to a day, you know, to a, you know, every single guy that I've had to do that to, they they appreciate. Hey, thanks for everything. Thanks for being upfront. Thanks for being yeah. honest. Sorry it didn't work out. Sorry I couldn't hit better. Sorry I couldn't pitch better. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's a big thing. Is you know, honest and integrity. I think that's big um, in any industry you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's just being upfront. There's no surprises. Yeah. This is what we got. You know, um, we'd love to work with you. If it doesn't make sense, we understand. But, you know, if you are, decide to join us, we're going to take care of you just like we do everybody sure. else. I mean, I think we have, like, we talk about that same principle with some of the agents we talk to oh, f- yeah. to potentially bringing on on the team. Like, one thing important in our brand is to be very upfront about what we value, mm-hmm. you know. And if someone doesn't want to do business with us, that doesn't mean they're bad or we're bad. It just means we're not for them. Yeah, exactly. That's it. As simple as that, you know? And when you have that mindset, I feel like it gives you more confidence to know what you know and present yourself in the most authentic way. Yeah. And you don't have to play a role, you exactly. know? Yeah. Exactly. I think that's really important. Yeah, you don't walk into a Chinese restaurant and try to order a taco. Yeah. It's that <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I mean, yeah. that's one of the analogies we, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. we talk about is like, you know, you walk into a Chinese restaurant and you get your food and you're like, where are the tacos? <laughs> yeah. You know, if the manager comes out, yeah. you know, he's not going to say, oh, I'm sorry, let me try to figure something out. You yeah. say, I'm sorry, this isn't for you. Yeah. The taco shop is two blocks down. Yep. Here's their address. Um, anything I can help you to get you there. Yeah. Right? Like, in that same principle, I feel like, I think it serves us really well. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I think there's a lot of parallels, you know, like you guys were saying earlier, between business and sports. Yeah. I think the successful businesses, they've got, you know, they got a vision, they got a goal. It's clear. Everybody knows what that goal is. Right. They have a plan on how to reach it. Right. Um, it's not, everything's not going to always go to plan. So yep. you got to be flexible. You got to be, you got to listen to your team. You got to be able to recognize strengths and weaknesses, um, you know, or areas of improvement for each and every person. So you can put those people in roles where they can succeed, but exactly. also challenge them and yep. make them, you know, expand their comfort zone. Yeah. Um, you know, so I've always had, you know, I've been around a lot of great coaches, a lot of great mentors, a lot of great, you know, whatever you want to call them. Right. 
Um, who's who's great, one of your mentors? <laughs> who, who's the, who's yeah. like the top? What's what's a top Ooh. name that comes up? I always go back to uh, Mike Gillespie at the top of my list. Uh, the coach I had at USC. All right, because um, it was a guy. And I, shout out to Mike. To, yeah, shout yeah. out to Mike. <laughs> if you hear me, skip. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he used to. I mean, I transferred into USC from Santa Barbara. Okay. So USC had just won the national championship in 1998. Okay. So you're one year late. Whole team. Yeah, one year late. <laughs> 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 but that whole team had basically graduated or got drafted and there were some openings there um, and things weren't going as planned as Santa Barbara great school you know still got a lot of great friends back there you know got to learn from great people there too but um, SC was you know SC it's a sports it's a lockdown uh, conditioning program I right. mean top-notch oh, yeah. you know football games I loved it you got to go to those it was more of a sports atmosphere as yeah. opposed to you know I love the beach too but yeah. it was real laid back you yeah. know mm -hmm. at Santa Barbara for me and so um, just talking about how to try to get to the next level. And when you're playing sports, that's all you're trying to do. You got to be around it. Yeah. You got to yeah. be around it. Yeah. You got to be thinking it. You yeah. got to be around other people that that's what their goals are. Um, you know, so not everybody at Santa Barbara wanted to go play in the big leagues, you know, or wanted to play pro ball. They were happy with like, which was totally fine. They were happy going to school, getting their education and playing some baseball. You know, there were a few that, you know, got after it and that were pretty good, but you know, not necessarily the case all the time, but at SC, it was great. And, Gillespie was, you know, um, he was good. He rode me hard. He was, you know, all over me. You know, yeah. yeah, I want to see if I can reverse that transfer, you know, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. You know, but at the end of the day, I mean, it was tough. He was hard on you. But after two years, as soon as I left, I was like, that was the best coach I ever had. When, you look, when you look back when at it. When you look it, back yeah. at it, you yeah. know, and maybe you're, you know, uh, he wasn't at the top of your list while you're playing for him. You're yeah. like, you know, this guy's all on me. And, oh, my God, do I have to get ten hits and two at-bats to – have a good day, you yeah. know, but it was one of those things where when he's on you and he's on you, he's on because he's pushing you because he knows you can be better. Yeah, right. he, he knew the right way to push you. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we still have a great relationship to this day. We'll still call and check in and, yeah. you know, shoot the breeze, that kind of stuff. But he was one of the guys that when you leave, you're like, man, that guy had a big impact on me. That guy pushed me and kind of toughened me up and all that kind of stuff. So the more people you can come in contact with that is, yeah. is the better, man. It's good. It might not always be fun and enjoyable, but you know, you're going to recognize what's going on. Yeah, it makes you like really focus on how you can adapt to different situation, yeah. situations as well. I mean, and that's really... a talent in itself to know yeah. what buttons to push mm -hmm. on different people. It's not like the same thing with every person. Absolutely. Like recognizing, okay, I need to do X, Y, and Z with this person, mm -hmm. and this is how I'm going to be with you, and this person needs push in a different way. Yep. And having that awareness to do that i mean that's what a, a great coach and mentor does yeah, it's, it's like a chameleon personality almost yeah you're yeah constantly yeah changing yourself yeah for i mean each individual. everybody's different you know and they i all mean have someone different... else will describe mike in a totally different way <laughs> oh, you yeah. Know? yeah yeah yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah he's the most loving caring guy <laughs> yeah he's like he, he never raises yeah. his voice never yeah. like yeah have you seen uh, many he's... puppies he has <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a hall of fame he's a college baseball hall of fame yeah. you know he's yeah he's well renowned in the in not only you know college baseball but just pro ball everybody knows him yeah he's He's kind of, you know, um, the upper echelon when you talk about college sure. coaches. That's awesome. You know, so. so let's talk about something that's been clearly on Monty's mind this whole time. What do you got? That ring on your finger. We're going to we're gonna have to take a picture of that yeah, or absolutely. something. Now, yeah. I've, I've seen this and tried wow. it on before, but uh, Justin's got his Kansas City Royals 2015 World Series ring yeah, here with yeah. us. Holy crap. Yeah, it was awesome. It's uh... So tell us a little bit about it. And, well, obviously, a lot of those players, I mean, that's uh, we were lucky enough as, you know, minor league coaches and scouts and trainers and all that kind of stuff to all be a part of uh, the organization achieving its ultimate goal of a world championship. Um, and so um, I feel like we all had a, you know, a small part of that. You right. Know, and we have, you know, relationships with those players that were on that team. 
Um, so it's special, obviously, anytime you can win a championship. But I think um, it, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of different stories. There's a oh, lot yeah. of, you know, um, yeah. good times and bad times and the struggles that go in there. Everything you know? packed in, <laughs> in, in, in all those diamonds, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now, now, I'm not going to lie, Justin. Um, I'm a Twins fan, to be honest. You, so. Oh, same division and Yeah, so it's a little, it was a little rough watching him win. But at yeah. the same time, you're, you're kind of happy someone in the division won yeah. and that it wasn't the White Sox or the Indians. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, none of those games were easy. I mean, they were yeah. all like, you know, one pitch here, one hit there. You know, they were like, you get to that level of baseball, man. It's every little thing counts. Yeah, and they went on that run that was just unbelievable. Yeah. Nobody thought they were going to win that year. Yeah, they and got they hot just... at the right time and you ended up going all the way through. And it was special to see it and special to see all those kids and stuff. And I say kids, but, you know, they're major league players. Yeah. But I still remember them when I had them when they were 18, 19 years old, you know. So it was fun to see that. You know, it's fun to, uh, you know, talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, one thing that kept was in the back of my mind before I forget, you know how you were talking about being that coach mm -hmm. and recognizing what people need to get to their next level, what that means. Um, how would you translate that into your business now? Like if you're going to hire someone new, you know, what kind of attributes or like what do you look for in a person as you're talking to them and you're like, man, he would be a good he would be good on my team. Yeah, I think number yeah. one, it's the ability to communicate and have, um, you know, com meaningful conversations, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and I've interviewed, you know, a number of people now, um, yeah. and it's just comes to the territory and it's, you know, some people that you know, they walk in and you're like, you know, right from the bat, like, Hey, this person be a great fit. I mean, it's personal. I don't know if there's one thing that you could say you're looking for, but it's a, it's a, it's a package. It's a, obviously you gotta be hardworking. You gotta, you gotta, you know, attention to detail. Um, you gotta have integrity. You gotta be honest, especially in this industry. It's so highly regulated, yeah. you know, and that's something that we won't tolerate. We yeah. want everybody. There is no, um, shenanigans going on. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's straight up as much as we can be. We're honest about the process, you know, um, as much as we can. But I think with people coming in, uh, we want them, you know, to have a, have good goals, have, you know, uh, have their priorities, be able to t articulate, Hey, what's important to you. It's not just, Oh, a job. Oh, well, I get that. You know, everybody needs a job, but yeah. what we're trying to create here, it's more than just a job. I mean, I want you guys exci excited to walk in the office, ready to work, know what you're going to do. Um, and then, you know, be able to deal with the failures, be able to deal with, you know, when you make a phone call to follow up on a lead and it's like, ah, hang up or whatever. It's right. like, yeah. it was funny that actually the first time I actually got hung up on, I had an email typed out like, Hey, just want to let you know you're the first person that ever hung up on me. <laughs> Not trying to be, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank smart, you. But just let you know you're the first. Thank you. Boom. Yeah. And then like three days later, he calls back. Hey, was, did you mean that? I'm like, yeah. He goes, let us do the auto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so. it's, but that's one of those things like, you know, yeah. in this industry, um, you know, I don't think I've done a cold call in a long time, no. but I remember doing cold calls for lots of different types of jobs. And yeah. there's this like thing in you, you're just, you fear this like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, yeah. like, are they just going to, what could they say? You oh, know, yeah. but like the more you get into just that, and it's a mindset you have to get into where you just try to stay involved in the conversation. Yeah. And I mean, no becomes your friend in a way. And it's mm -hmm. not like sure. some, you, you can't yeah. interpret it as rejection. It's just you're seeking to help. Yeah. And you don't know where how that other person, where that person is in their life when they're receiving your call. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. it has nothing exactly. to do with you. Exactly. You know, so I mean, I don't know. I like I always felt like the best way to approach that is to like come to it with a like some empathy. Mm -hmm. more than anything else sure. because you don't know what they're going through yeah, you, you know, know like yeah. like 
half of like 99% of their anger on the phone with you or whatever it is had nothing to do with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just kind of having that mindset really helps. Oh, absolutely. I think the funniest thing about that really is what's the worst thing they're going to say is no. no. (laughs) And you're right where you left off at. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. I think you just refine your processes. You refine, you know, how you talk to people. Right. Um, and maybe, you know, Hey, is this a good time for you? Ask them a question. Is there a better time for me to follow up? I think they appreciate that because you're respectful of their time and you do know, I mean, a lot of people are at work, you know? So when they're at work, the last thing they're going to do is, Hey, let's do our insurance. So a lot of our stuff, it happens, you know, right after business hours, right Right. before business hours, maybe Saturdays. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. tough. Um, or I mean, I drive to Mesa or I'm driving to Scottsdale. I'm not just staying in Peoria, Mm -hmm. you know? So we are flexible. Um, we will come to them to, you know, have meetings and appointments and stuff like that. But I think big time is just making sure that, you know, we are selling, but we're not trying to be pushy. And that's the big thing I try to tell my team is, Hey man, you're talking to someone, you know, maybe they want to do their auto with those right now. Great. We're not going to try to sell them the kitchen sink right off the bat. We're going to, you got to take some time. You got to build that relationship. You got to show them like why they want to come with us as opposed to the company that's two dollars cheaper yeah. a month like have some yeah. fun with the rejection yeah exactly yeah <laughs> like true. your email i mean <laughs> yeah. you exactly. probably, did you win that business at yeah. some point yeah, yeah. see yeah. like yeah. i mean having i mean you deploy it to me that's deploying empathy yeah that like yeah. hey you know you hung up on me that's fine and like yeah. i'm in this business in the long run i'm yeah. not quitting my job because of you yeah. and i you know i appreciate yeah. you know whatever time you gave me and like that goes a long way because when people see that they're like okay this guy's in it for the long haul and you're just taking the time to just write that email because you were actually so excited that somebody hung (laughs) up on you (laughs) i made phone calls i made like text messages just go to hang up on (laughs) finally it took long enough (laughs) yeah yeah it happened so fast you kind of sit there like wait a minute yeah, so then my <laughs> next question is, the next person hung, hangs up on you, you're going to say, hey, you're the second person nah, ever hangs yeah. up on you. I kind of lost track now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they're, they're starting to ring up no, a little but, bit. But, <laughs> but like, re, re, I mean, I've always been fascinated by rejection. You know, yeah. like, you hear about it a lot, like, the Harry Potter books. You know, J.K. Sure. Rowling's was rejected, like, 20-plus yeah. times before it, it yeah. hit the shelves and stuff. And all these different types. And when you think of no, um, to me, it's like, if I told you, you're 10 no's away from a huge deal. Like how excited would you be for the next no, right? Like how can I get two no's today? Can I I, I get more efficient with my no's and get five no's today Mm -hmm. so I can hit that? You know, like, so when you flip how you perceive it, it it just changes everything. And then it changes how you present yourself. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, it's a humbling thing. Just to, you know, like baseball. I mean, if you're, successful three out of 10 times, you're right? Hall. You're hitting you're 300 hall. and you're in the hall of fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, so some of those parallels, I, I get it, you know, yeah. so, but you have to be able to, you know, um, keep it lighthearted and yeah. not get so wrapped up because maybe you catch somebody at the wrong time. Maybe they're, you know, running late and, you know, they're not, they're going to be real short with you. They yeah. don't, they don't hate you. You just caught them at a bad time. And right. so we got to, mm. you know, we figure out a way we, we use different mediums. We're not always calling, call, call, call when we call a lot, right. Yeah. Cause we want to talk to people. Right. And, you know, sometimes we're texting people and yeah. it's say, when's a good time. And you know, maybe there's little things here. They got little questions. They'll text us. Yeah. We'll text them right back. And sure. We Text, don't, texting is new though. Like yeah, that, that's is. a new approach, but I feel like it's, I, my gut says it's more effective yeah. in a way. Like you kind of subtly, you know, uh, start a conversation or even say like, Hey, I just wanted a five minutes of your time. Just yeah. let me know when set an appointment, you exactly. know, and yeah. then, and they're more willing to be like, yeah, give me a few days, yeah. you know, and it's much more like yeah. less confrontational. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And not only that, but it, you know, it sits there on their phone. 
Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. just a reminder that, oh, yeah, I need a call yeah, and take care of my insurance. Yeah, get it. There's stuff. a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of moving parts. But, I mean, we don't want to call the same person 10 times and have to get to the point where it's like, oh, my God, these people keep calling. Mm, it's right. like, no, no, just if you're not interested, tell us up front yeah. so we do not yeah. bother. We don't want to bother people. You know? Right. But I mean, at the same time, I think from our standpoint is we do have their name on a list that they are interested in. They do want this. And we don't want those people, if they are interested, we don't want them being thrown to the back burner and nobody following up with them. So it's right. it's finding that happy medium. Yeah. You know, sure. And we'll ask them up front, hey, do you prefer call? Do you prefer email? Do you prefer text? Did you, would you prefer to meet me at Starbucks? You want to meet me at, you know, or I'll drive to your house and right. you can come to the office. I mean, there's a number of different ways right. um, that we can, you know, touch base and contact. But I think the big thing is just being respectful, man. And just, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want someone calling me 15 times in one day. Right. So, I mean, no? we'll reach out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 12's, <laughs> my, 12's now, my limit, yeah. you know? Well, now yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not my personal cell phone. No. Yeah, yeah. But what number is that again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been enjoyable, you yeah. know? I've got a great team around me. I've got a great support network. Uh, just looking at grow. So it's been, it's been challenging. It's been a blast, though, for these first six, seven months. Awesome. All right. So that was a great interview. Oh, Absolutely. Man, uh, the f- one thing that struck me about Justin is just, he's just so down to earth and yeah. he's just very focused on uh, delivering and serving his clients in the business he's in now. Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway just from talking with him was his ability to relay, you know, that sports mentality and that teamwork and wanting to see everyone grow and succeed together. Right into his current business. Yeah, so. like translating that from the team environment in, in uh, baseball to business, yeah. but in a way that actually works. And like team insurance-wise, which is, when you really think about it for like an insurance agent, you don't really think about them as being part of your, te- part of your team right. or like your support system like right. that. But really when it comes down to it, that's what they are. Like right. you're paying, like R- you're paying for your insurance services. Right. And those agents are your team. They're there to back you up and help you get what you need. Um, so it seems like he's very down to earth in regards to that and knows that he can't win everyone's business and that's not what he's out for. He wants to be able to be a service for the community and the people. Um, you know, if it's a good fit, he doesn't want to force anything, which is really great, especially for the insurance industry. Yeah. And there was that one point where he mentioned how, you know, he kind of created, I'm interested to see his office, like his office layout is a little different than the traditional approach just for his you know, team members and whatnot. So it's more of a collaborative environment and stuff. So I really liked how he takes that into account and just, he's trying to take things that have worked, things that he knows work uh, in his past experience and bring it into this new uh, endeavor, uh, not only for his clients, but also people he's working with. Yeah, it's it's pretty great to hear that type of enthusiasm. Um for somebody that, you know, came from a completely different different world, different industry for the last however many years Justin was in baseball. Right. And translating that to the insurance world because when you think of insurance, you typically think of that person that's just constantly cold calling. Right. And hounding. Right, yeah. And just trying to get business. The stereotypical, but just, like, the, yeah. what you think of. But he seems more into helping people and being there for them and knowing that if somebody says no, that, okay. Like, yeah. time to move on. Right, yeah. Not to waste your time either. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, that was that was great. You know, well, uh, just a shout out to Justin. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, sitting with us and uh, um, just kind of talking about your new thing. And uh, we look forward to working with you in the future. Yeah, Justin Gamal, State Farm. All right. Pretty great. 
Awesome. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you found this episode valuable and engaging. Through listening to this episode, if you had any question or comment you wanted to share with us, even one for our guest, here's what you can do. You can either go to our website by following the link in the show notes to record your question or comment directly, or email us a recorded voice note with your comment or question, and you could be featured in an upcoming episode. And if your question is for our guest, we will do our very best to have it answered by them personally. If you'd like to connect to our guest directly, their information will also be in the show notes. So thanks again for tuning in with your support. Until next time, I'm your host, Chad. And I'm your host, Ramnik.